0: (laughs) no
1: well here we are welcome Uh, welcome to sleepovers with charlie and sasha i'm charlie
0: i'm sasha nice to meet you
1: um actually not you
0: sasha just like the people (laughs) i was like this would be kind of funny if we just pretended we didn't know each other (laughs) Imagine
1: if we didn't know each other
0: i would still Um, love you yes oh
1: okay so sasha and i have known each other for like um I guess since 2010, yeah, 12 years, (laughs) 12 years. So isn't that crazy?
0: That's That's so crazy.
1: We've known each other for an entire sixth graders life. That's insane. Anyway, so um, we've known each other since 2010 and um, we met each other at college. We both went to college in Hawaii together.
0: Yay, yay, yay.
1: And the reason why we met each other is because we shared, like, a, a suite. So I was on one side of the bathrooms in the dorm, and she was on the other side of the bathrooms in the dorm. And then we both were going there, like, over the summer. And my memory of it was that we would just, like, spend days in Sasha's room when Sasha's roommate would leave. And we would just, like, order Domino's pizza and eat, like, ridiculous amounts of pizza and just, like, talk all the time. So... Um, once upon a time, a week ago, um, like posted about doing a podcast and I messaged her and I was like, Hey, uh, we should do a podcast and like do girls night and tell stories like we used to. And she was like, I'm so down. So that's kind of how we got to where we are right now.
0: So down you. Okay. But here's the best part of the story that Charlie didn't even tell you. So yes, we did live in the same suite, but when I first met Charlie, wait till you hear this meat cue. It's just going to trump all the other meat cues. I feel scared. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. It's going to it so much better. Okay, so my first friend that I made, her name's Carly, she lived in the suite with Charlie, and I am a stage five person clinger golden retriever i'm obsessed (laughs) with my friends they cannot get rid of me carly kept trying to shake me i was like no i'm obsessed with you she would try to study and i'd be like carly come play with me and she'd be like no i have to study and to get her attention and be annoying i took her bedding and i laid on the floor and i was like i messed up your bed and she knew just to ignore me and i end up falling asleep in the middle of my tantrum like a two-year-old anyways side story I was looking for <laughs> for my. Was looking for Carly, and so I went into the suite and I went into her dorm. She wasn't there, so I was going into the bathroom. Like Charlie said, they shared one, and I'm saying, Carly, Carly, and Charlie is <laughs> yeah. in the shower. And so I, she thought I was saying Charlie, and she goes, Yeah. And so I thought it was my friend, so I go over <laughs> and I open the shower curtain, and I'm like. You're not Carly. I totally must have blacked this out. I have no
1: memory of this. You have no
0: memory. I I was so embarrassed and I was so sorry. And you thought it was hilarious. You thought it was so funny. You thought it was hilarious. Yeah, and you're like, well, let's be friends. And I'm like, okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah, I... I must have blacked that out, I must have been embarrassed or something. Actually, I did not get embarrassed, especially in Hawaii, we lived in Hawaii, it was like I would walk in the parking lot with no pants on, like just walk out of my dorm, because like everyone's naked all the time there.
0: Yeah, I was like, no, you definitely weren't embarrassed, and I was so uncomfortable. (laughs) But you were so comfortable. But I also am like, I just walked into the shower, I don't want to make her feel uncomfortable with me being uncomfortable, because she's so comfortable. (laughs) So yeah, um, some
1: of my highlight rememberings is I remember you used to make um, black cherry Kool-Aid. You were obsessed with making black cherry Kool-Aid. And then I remember we figured out, out a way to take my Camelback, um, like the hose from my Camelback, and created like some sort of keg stand situation. And oh. we did black cherry Kool-Aid keg stands.
0: And, and then Carly
1: um, ripped her toe open. Do you remember
0: that? yes. Yes, I do. And that was disgusting.
1: Yeah, that was crazy.
0: Anyway. Remember, the? I totally forgot about the Kool-Aid part. I think it's because I never had cherry Kool-Aid before. Really? Yeah. I want to say I never had it. And I think I've only had like grape or whatever basic flavor was. We're a big Kool-Aid family. And Mm -hmm. someone was like, I can't believe you've ever had it. And so they made it. And I was like, this is freaking delicious.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was probably Carly because I did not, I was not a big Kool Aid family either. Um, I mean, we had Kool Aid sometimes, but like it was the 90s. (laughs) The last time I had
0: Kool Aid, and this is like 2010. So,
1: anyway. Um, Do you want to hear
0: the last time I had Kool Aid? (laughs) Yes, I want to hear the last time you had Kool Aid. The last time I had Kool Aid, it was made by a woman who an almond mom that's the best way to describe it it was made by an almond mom so that means she probably put half a packet of Splenda in it
1: and it was nasty it was awful I I don't know what an almond mom is
0: oh so almond mom it's a new phrase I heard on TikTok it's the moms that eat nothing oh yeah they have eating disorders and they're like, just have an almond, like being thin is so important, kind of a situation. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, that would make sense. There's there's like a half a pound of Splenda in there.
0: Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. I was like, uh no, it it like had no sugar. And my mom was sitting next to her and she like took a drink and she's like, Ooh, like, don't make a face, don't make a face. She's like, oh, maybe no. Maybe we should add a little bit more sugar. And she's like, really? It's so sweet already. Oh, my
1: gosh. I hate when people do that. I hate when people are like, "I this is so sweet. I can't have too much. And they eat, like, three bites or whatever. But you know that they think
0: it's really good.
1: But it's actually, like, not sweet enough.
0: Agreed. I... Does that even make sense? I don't even no, know. No, it absolutely makes sense. And I'm going to tell you how I know it's not sweet enough. Because I... I'm not a sweets person. I'm a salt person. Mm-hmm. But my mother-in-law, which is funny that I'm talking about her because we don't even talk anymore now that I'm bringing her up first podcast. But she adds whatever she goes, whatever I'm baking, I always double the sugar. Hmm. It's never sweet enough. Now, she'll double the sugar and no matter what she is baking, she always adds sweetened condensed milk. Oh my gosh. So picture sweetened condensed milk and whatever she's making, cookies, that brownies, cake, cake Plus That's, double the sugar. That is the opposite of the
1: almond mom.
0: Yes. Sasha's mother-in-law. <laughs> but her baked goods, like I said, I don't like her and we don't talk. Like, legit, don't talk. But her baked goods are freaking delicious and it's because she doubles the sugar.
1: <laughs> that reminds me, today at work, my coworker, I brought lunch today. Cole had made um, what we call chicken balls, which is just like canned chicken or canned um biscuits like the kind that pop open and scare you and then you take chicken and cream cheese and put it together and then you put it inside the biscuit and like bake it and then you have cream of chicken on top anyway like I was eating that with in my coworker's uh office today and she was like uh your food smells so good I was like oh yeah my husband made it for dinner last night it's just leftovers." she's like yeah it smells like sweet and savory at the same time Like a chicken sugar cookie. I I don't know if that's good, but um, this is delicious.
0: Anyway, so. I want that recipe. That sounds so good.
1: I, when I usually make it, um, I went through a phase where I um,
0: made nothing but like
1: pizza pockets and like all kinds of stuff, like homemade biscuit dough like I figured out how to make homemade biscuit dough and I have secret talent of like Making really good things in the air fryer so if you take um, Basically anything and put it in biscuit dough and then put it in the air fryer It becomes like a pocket of whatever that is and it is so good. I did pizza pockets. I did uh, Like peanut butter pockets. I did like so many different kinds of things I went through a phase of like making nothing but pockets
0: um, I feel like that's going to be my new phase. Yeah. Okay. Well, b- biscuits are actually way easier
1: to make than um, people think that they are. They're like um, just butter and I think milk and flour and that's it. And you can use it for basically anything. You can make it for pie crust. You can use it for, it's really simple. And then the uh, air fryer, you just like put it in there for like 10 minutes at like, 350 or 400. And it comes out like perfectly golden brown and flaky. I
0: Yeah. That sounds like my new, my new
1: thing. Yeah. And it's easy too. You could just like do experiments and figure out whatever you want to put in there.
0: I'm going to probably do that. I'm going to let you know what happens next week because I'm looking for a new upset. Well, okay. So, Two years ago I got diagnosed with ADHD and I really kinda didn't believe it. And then I saw the TikToks of like ADHD, blah blah blah. And then um one of the videos was like having a food obsession where you're like you hyperfixate on a food and I was like leaned over to Cooper and I was like, Isn't that so weird? Like people are weird. I think they just make stuff up. Like I definitely do not have that. And he almost jumped out of our bed. He was like, Sasha You, when we were first married, he's like, You had a cheese quesadilla every single day for a year. And he goes, And what are you eating right now? I'm like, Spicy noodles. He's like, How many times have you eaten that? I go, Once a day. He's like, For how long? I'm like, The last month. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I've never been diagnosed with
1: ADHD, but I identify with that 100%. And then I do it so much that I get burned out and I can't eat it for like three years.
0: Yes. I haven't had, yeah, cheese quesadilla and the spicy noodles. I got burnt out. And recently my food obsession for the last two months has been um, sweet and sour, or not sweet and sour, Sour Patch Kids watermelons and strawberries. And I'm starting to get that point where I'm almost about to gag. I've been eating it every day so much. And I'm like, I'm about to get a new one, but I can't find a new of something to focus on that sounds good to me. And so I just keep eating the gummies, but it's like borderline making me want to gag. Yeah. So that sounded that's- good. And I was like, I'm going to make pockets.
1: Tharmix. Have you tried that one? What was it? It's mm Tharmix. Mm-mm. That's what, that's why I felt about that. Like not that long ago. Anyway. Um, <clears throat> speaking of ADHD, we kind of have not, not, we've like introduced ourselves, but we haven't like talked about why we want to do a podcast. Maybe we should talk about that. Okay. I'll let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, let's see, two people, one diagnosed, one undiagnosed, probably both ADHD. Let's see if we can stay on task. Dad.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> uh, why do we want to do a podcast? Uh, because we're both freaking hilarious facts and that you guys would, um, like to listen to us. And also like Sasha is a really busy mom and she like has all of her time tied up with Uh, various things that um, she was talking about how she hardly ever has time for girl talk anymore. And I am, I do not have kids, but I am like a working professional and I do nothing but just like work and come home and go to sleep and go back to work. So neither of us have really like had time to have the friends and girl talk that we need to, for like self-care and stuff. So we wanted to make an outlet for that. So that we could both have girl talk and that we could provide it for other people. So we wanted to like create like a way that you could check in with self-care and like girl talk and kind of go to a sleepover without going to a sleepover, if that
0: makes sense. I loved when Charlie sent me this idea. I was so in love with it because I have searched high and low for podcasts that feel like girl talk that don't feel like it's set on a specific thing because like trying to like I kind of get lonely I want to eavesdrop on someone's girl talk I want to know their tea I want to feel like I'm part of the group and I'm really excited to just I'm we've both talked about how we were really nervous because you know and I mean everyone knows girl talk is about being vulnerable that's where all your deepest darkest secrets come out is in the girl talk like things I won't even tell my husband because Girl, women. I mean, nothing more needs to be said. So mm-hmm. we were nervous because we knew we were going to have to be vulnerable. But we're going to trust you guys <laughs> not to hate <laughs> us as we show our true selves and do this because we feel that there are so many women, whether you're a mom or not a mom, working, whatever it is, everyone needs girl talk. And I feel like you just don't get that anymore as an adult. Mm-hmm. It's like
1: you go to school and you're thrown in with all these people. Well, I was homeschooled, so I don't, I didn't really have that experience except for sort of, I went part-time high school, but then you go to college and you like have the experience of like living with a bunch of people that are all your age that you get to be friends with. Like you get a variety of friends to choose from. And then when you graduate, it's just like, you're just working all the time and your coworkers are your friends, but your co, you also have to be like professional and stuff. And then you, I don't know if what I'm doing is resonating with you. Oh, absolutely.
0: It resonates me so deeply. (laughs) And it's just, and then on top of it, if you're straight, you end up marrying a boy. They're so lame. Like, no more sleepovers. (laughs) Like, you go to college, and you're surrounded by women, and it's awesome. And then, like, even after college, like, I had roommates after college. Again, women. And just so much fun to be around. And then I got married. And obviously, I love Cooper, but, like... Is that a girl? Does a new girl talk? It's not the same. Yeah.
1: Uh, I feel like often in your marriage, your other person wants to fix your problems most of the time and not just like listen and be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe that.
0: <sighs> yes. Validation. Like, I don't understand I why like... that's so hard to get. Like, I, I don't.
1: Yeah. I I think, I think, um, I don't know. I've been married for since 2015. So that's seven years, but we've been together since 2013 that's almost 10 years. And I think he's learning, but um, it's still like, I could, as much as I know that he wants to validate me, he, I could tell like behind his eyes, there's like, he's like, I have the answer. Just do it. It'll.
0: I'm like, I don't want the uh, answer. His eyes twitching, trying not to solve it. <laughs> really though, honestly. <laughs> No, like, I get that completely. <laughs> you ever hear that TikTok sound? Okay, I bring up TikTok a lot. Sorry. You ever hear that TikTok sound that's like, if um, homosexuality, or hold on. If sexuality was a choice, do you think I would choose to be attracted to men? Oh, yeah. yeah
1: men. Yeah, I know.
0: So whenever Cooper does something like that or bugs something to me, I hear that in my head. And I just, like, think, like, Why? Why? Why couldn't it be a woman? (laughs) Yeah. Good point. Like, you think I would choose this? Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I, yeah, I totally resonate with that. uh, Validation. uh, Oh, 100%. Your feelings are valid.
0: uh, So funny. Anyways. Okay. So, girl talk. I also would like you guys who are listening to send in any girl talk, talk girl talk topics that you would like to, us to discuss or advice. Girl talk topics, G T T. like G T L when we were obsessed with Jersey Shore. Yeah, right. Except for
1: it's GTT. GTT. Girl talk
0: topics. That's <sighs> really hard to say. We got to trademark that though. <laughs> trademark it's uh, copyright. if you say it, it's it's legal yeah it's legal 100% We said it first
1: hashtag gtt we thought of it first
0: <laughs> we got to get merchandise gtt
1: yeah we'll have hats <laughs> and people will be like what's that about you be like uh, you wouldn't get you it <laughs> you you just wouldn't understand it's like those people that post on their status that are like uh, i i just need prayers right now i don't need anybody to ask why or like they're in the hospital um be, i feel really bad but they like do not tell you why they're in the hospital i cannot stand that i need to, i like segment <laughs> section and there's always that one person that's like hello are you okay and then you like look and tried to like i'm in season four people i need to know <laughs> what's going on in your life this is the reason why i subscribe and put up with all of your political crap so that i could see while you're in the hospital, and figure out, like, how I can help. <laughs> and by help, I mean want to know what's going on in your life.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, <laughs> that was so funny. I'm getting a little self-conscious about my laugh. Side note, I had surgery, I think, like, three to four weeks ago on my gallbladder, and so I still can't fully laugh with my stomach, if that makes sense, like, the muscle. No. Oh. Anyways, I don't know. It's like weak. Anyway, so I can't like laugh, laugh. So it's really airy and breathy. I'm so sorry about laugh. It's because you're talking to me and I'm holding it. It is. You are so funny. And I knew that was going to happen. I really did. I was like, we're going to do this. And Charlie's freaking funny. And I'm not going to be able to have my really funny belly laugh. And I have this weird, breathy, silent laugh right now because of my stomach still healing. It's going to be embarrassing. Um, can
1: you tell me about, like, what is going on with your body? Oh,
0: definitely. Um, but what, I hope you thought that was funny, by the way, because I um, – with the whole posting thing. So when I was in the hospital – guys, I was in the hospital. When I was in the hospital, I posted a picture of me in the hospital and being like, I just need prayers. Don't ask. And then I went <laughs> to the next one. I was like, just kidding. Of course I'm going to tell you. <laughs> exactly. That's exact- – well, that,
1: um, that whole feed of, like, when you're in the hospital, I – have never, like, been on my phone as much as I was. Like, I need to know, is she going to live? She's literally dying in the hospital, and there's nothing that, like, the doctors are doing to help her. I would like to go burn that place down after she
0: leaves. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yeah, it was – And I normally don't put, like, that part of myself out there on social media so much, but I was alone because I don't have a babysitter, and so my husband had to stay with the kids – and it was really scary to be like really alone and again i was in so much i had a gallbladder attack and it is incredibly incredibly painful so not only was i in a lot of pain where it feels like you're being stabbed mind you i have endometriosis uterine fibroids and ovarian cyst and they've all made a mega mass so much so that my doctor was like how are you functioning and not in constant pain i'm like oh i am in constant pain And she was like, how have you never been diagnosed? I'm like, I just thought everyone is in constant pain. So my pain tolerance is very high. So if I'm saying this is painful with morphine, I'm still feeling it. And you're throwing up like you, you're not really there all the way. Mm -mm. And that support, like putting it out there and having everyone support and telling me what to do, it truly did save me. It truly, truly did save me because I would have just... Been like, fine. I'll stay here till Tuesday. This was on Friday, and I would have just stayed there yeah. starving. But everyone was like, "No, like, do this, do this, do this." And I'm like, "But they won't let me leave." And they're like, "Okay, then do this, this, and this." And I was like, "Okay." And I literally just did what everyone said, and it, it truly just saved my life.
1: So, like, basic recap for everybody who doesn't know Sasha's Wait. life. She um, was in the hospital like a month ago and almost died. This is the 30 second Charlie um, highlight reel of like what I spent. Um, like four days on my phone, needing to know the answers. So, um, Sasha, not that it's really my place to tell your story, but here's what's going on. Um, Please do it. Uh, Sasha went into the hospital because she was having a gallbladder attack for like days. And then she goes in, and the doctor doesn't listen to her at all and doesn't believe that she's in pain. And then she's literally dying. And we all know that she has a high pain tolerance. Um, but the doctor did not listen. And then he was like trying to like gatekeep her surgery um, from her that she needed. It was like a life-saving surgery for her. Um, And he was like, well, it's an emergency, but it's not so much an emergency that I want to call everybody in on a holiday weekend, which is my like pet peeve because I spent time um, as a birth worker and like people who are laboring, that happens to them all the time. And so I was just like, that's already on my top list of like things that invalidating doctors is like on the top of my list of things that I hate. So I was like, I need to know what this woman is doing and uh, if she's gonna be okay, if she's gonna make it out. So she uh, ends up not getting the surgery. She ends up just like walking out of the hospital, me all the while adding every person in the situation. And then um, she goes home and recovers and then ends up going up to New York and getting surgery. And actually, like, not that long after.
0: What I didn't share was that I went back to the hospital the next day because I had another gallbladder attack. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the same person? Nope. I went to a different hospital. And they said the exact same thing.
1: I'm so upset.
0: I was like, but I was, um, I only what I really did not want to go. I did not want to go again. I was like, I'll just suffer through it guys. Like, cause I've gone through gallbladder attacks at home because I just don't have <laughs> care. And I'm like, I can just suffer through it, which I have done. I went through a 15 hour throwing up in my bathroom by myself, whatever Ugh. I did it by Like, I can do it again. Um, but the only reason why I went into the ER the first time was because when I saw a gallbladder surgeon, he was like, well, I can't prove that you had a gallbladder attack. So you have to go in the ER next time. And I was like, okay. And that's the only reason why I went to the ER was because of that. He's like, you have to go. Anyway, so then I went to another hospital and it was Sunday this time because I finally got out of that first hospital on Saturday. I was about to have a gallbladder attack. And I was like, well, tomorrow's Monday, like maybe... They'll come in, maybe I'll have the surgery, because I keep having these back-to-back attacks. Like, something's going on from having back-to-back. And they said the same thing. And I was about to have a panic attack. I'm like, they're not going to let me leave again, because the first hospital wouldn't let me leave. And they're like, do you want to leave? And I was like, yes, please. Please, immediately. Immediately. (laughs) And I refused to go. And then my mom, thankfully, got it situated with someone in New York, and she stayed with me. And I... Started to have a panic attack in my hospital in New York, but thankfully my mom was there and she, I mean, her name is Scary Sherry. And that's the only thing that kept me calm was being like, she's like, Sasha, look me in the eye right now. Cause I was like crying, freaking out. I'm like, mom, they're not going to let me leave. The legit, the trauma that I had, I legit was anxiety attacks of them keeping me there. I was like, mom, they're not going to let me leave again. They're not going to let me leave. She's like, look at me. And then they also withheld pain pills for me. And she was Ugh. like, Do you think I would ever let my child suffer or be forced in the hospital? She's like, You don't think I won't take this syringe and stab them in the neck? Or take these pills? Or flip tables? Or freak out? Or literally carry out this hospital? She's like, You think I'm not that crazy? I go, No, you're, you're that crazy. She's like, That's right. <laughs> so don't worry. I'm yeah. here. Go to sleep. I will take care of you. I will make sure you're fine. I will not leave your side. She had to pee so bad. I would not let her leave. She had a pee. When they're about to take me to the surgery, she's like, okay, go. I'm like, no, no, no. They're not leaving me yet. She's like, Sasha, I'm gonna pee my pants. And I'm like, just wait until they're starting to roll me out. I'm like, just a little bit longer. <laughs> oh no. Well,
1: they probably had some pads or something in there. She could have put, put one of those on. Uh- and, you know, just open up the cabinets and find one. Right.
0: I was like, mom, it's fine. And she's like, Sasha, I'm legit going to pee my pants. I'm like, then pee your pants because I'm about to flip out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh,
1: that's funny. I mean, well, uh, now it's all its all solved, right? And you just don't have a gallbladder
0: anymore? Don't have a gallbladder like, anymore. Uh, how does that change your life? So there was the possibility that I would poop my pants. Which a lot of people told me and warned me and my mom even warned me. She's like, you're going to crap your pants. And I'm like, no, I'm not. So like for the rest of your life, like if you were to eat greasy foods, it would just run right through you where it's like all of a sudden on a dime, you need to find a bathroom. Wow. And I like that already. And I still have a gallbladder. <laughs> well, some people say that that helps it. It truly depends on the person in the body. It's so crazy. Yeah. Every
1: body is different. Yeah.
0: And so I was nervous because I heard that could happen. I was like, okay, okay, well, it's better than pain. I'd rather crap my pants every single day than be in this kind of pain and have to deal with hospitals and doctors. I'm perfectly fine. I'm more regular than ever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. good. Yay. No pain, regular than ever. I have one more surgery next month to remove all the stuff in my uterus that I brought up which I am extremely terrified for. Like, I almost bailed, but I already paid for my sister's ticket to fly out and watch my kids while I go into surgery because I looked Cooper in the eye and I was like, you cannot leave me in this hospital alone. Oh, no. I was like,
1: you... Uh, Have you looked at hiring a doula? I bet a doula would help you with that. Isn't
0: that for birth?
1: Yeah, it's for birth, but I bet there's ones that would, like, do it because it's part of it's like a surgery on your uterus and it's like this that's a great
0: idea no i would legit hire a doula because okay well, like i hope he's okay with me you know i don't freaking care he's gonna be okay with it cooper has a fear of hospitals which apparently i now share with him (laughs) 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 i used to make they say couples like
1: end up looking alike. Maybe they have the same fears
0: too. I used to make fun of him. I was like, well, at first I made fun of him, but then I truly registered one day. I was like, oh wow, this is a very severe fear. He really does not like being in hospitals. So I don't make him if I don't have to. And I'm really glad that I was kind now that I have a fear of hospitals because that is brutal. So well, maybe I should get a doula. And
1: well, cause the other thing that I think people should get is like an insurance doula. And I think that another thing that should be a thing is cancer doulas. Yes. It's the same thing. Like, I feel like people who have cancer need to ha- like have a person to go through it with them. Cause I had a doula client that she, um, had cancer and then she was having a baby like shortly after she had cancer. And she was like, I just did this whole thing in the hospital by myself. I'm not doing it again. Like when I have my baby.
0: So. I completely agree. I think you're, I think you hit something that no one even thinks about, but it's absolutely necessary because when you're in the hospital, mm-hmm. it's not, you're not there because it's a walk in the park, whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, Everybody needs
0: a friend when they're in the hospital. That's not family because your family can tend to get into... Like, overfunctional. Mm-hmm. And they're not there to, like, think needs- of what you might need and be in that right headspace.
1: And help you educate you mm-hmm. what you need. Because... Unfortunately, um, our current healthcare system, it like, uh, does not live to educate. It just lives to keep everybody exactly. Sick. Um, I am kind of a hippie. So, um, preface that, uh, I'm not adding any doctors or nurses. Like I'm just saying, I think in general, the, um, the healthcare system is, uh, Lacking in
0: education
1: resources. Oh, completely
0: agree. Because I didn't even know what a patient advocate was until I got messages about, ask for this. Literally, I had no idea until patient advocate, asking for a supervisor. There was so much I didn't know. That's why I was saying. Like, I'm glad I posted that on my social media because the amount of messages that I got of things, I literally had no idea existed is what saved me. Yeah. I think, I think, um... Education is
1: key, man. I think education is key to like everything in life. If your life sucks and you want to have a better situation, educate yourself out of it.
0: I'm going to a networking event tomorrow in the health network. Is that what would you say? Mm -hmm. Um, A hospital is hosting it, but they also have other people and brands and stuff. I'm going to because they're also having Q and A. I'm going to bring up a cancer doula. Because I think that's such Mm -hmm. a fantastic idea. Like, it really does need to happen. Mm -hmm.
1: Just a person that, like, knows uh, what medications interact with each other, that they can say, hey, maybe you should not take those together. Or, like, not giving medical advice or anything, just, like, helping, pointing direction to educational resources. Yeah.
0: And then saying, well, she was on this one. They know the medical history. Not the person who is going through chemo exhausted mm-hmm. having to give all this information and keep everything in order.
1: Yeah. Well, I hope, I hope they ain't listen. I, I get scared when, well, cause the same reasons you do, cause I don't, I've been in enough situations to see that things have not changed. So I get worried when we talk about changing healthcare systems, because, um, I feel like, uh, a lot of things are served, like a lot of doctors are serving their licenses instead of serving their patients and so for the same reason, like they wouldn't let probably the reasoning behind why they wouldn't classify it as a gallbladder attack is because they were serving their license in some kind of way that they like needed to make sure that you were having a gallbladder attack so that the licensing board didn't come after them for doing the wrong care for whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, like there's just so much red tape that it's like becoming unhelpful for
0: everyone. And then I completely agree. I completely agree. And then on top of it, it goes the other way as well. Where have you heard this podcast? It's about, oh man, I'm going to be so mad. I can't remember the name. I might have to look it up. But it talks about this um, neurosurgeon who just. Oh. It... No, no. Keep going. Can you say the name so I don't get. I was going to say Dr. Yes! Death,
1: but I know that that's probably.
0: That's exactly okay, what okay, it is. is that right? Season one. Okay, I've heard of that. I haven't listened okay, to it. Okay, Season one, Dr. Death, you have to listen to it. Basically, it's so bad. And then for whenever he would lose his rights to perform in a hospital, which would make you think like he wouldn't be allowed to go to any other hospital. No, he would just hospital jump because hospitals don't check backgrounds, which is Mm -hmm. crazy. I never knew that. Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like it's the 70s and serial killers and
0: nobody's checking. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) But it's our district and it's what we're doing. But Dr. Death also happened like the 90s, didn't it? I
0: I could have. I don't know. I don't remember.
1: I I don't know at all, but I just assumed
0: because nothing like that could happen. Yeah. I mean, I'm really going to harp on doctors. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Nurses, different story. You know what? My general practitioner is a nurse. If I, Mm -hmm. yeah. my Oh, sorry. Go ahead.
1: My sister is too. And she's my doctor kind of not really, but she is just like, I like call her on FaceTime whenever I, um, like cut my <laughs> finger open and I'm like doing uh, stitches, and she's like, "No, put some blue on it. You're <laughs> fine." That's by going to the doctor. <laughs> that's what I mean.
0: <laughs> I would do that too <laughs> if I, my sister. <laughs> I literally seek out nurse practitioners. I refuse to go to a doctor. I absolutely refuse. They're so arrogant, yeah. and I feel like they don't know as much as nurse practitioners or nurses in general. And so, and then they'd also don't believe you Whereas a nurse, especially a female nurse practitioner really does and is empathetic and kind. So I, when I, cause I recently moved a year ago when I moved here and I needed a new general, I, you know what? I shouldn't because my last doctor, I'm going to say his name because he was that wonderful. His name is Dr. Chad Campbell. He was a great general practitioner. He was probably the, one of the few that I loved. And then, you know what? Okay, ADHD, you guys are just going to have to follow along the ride. Sorry. I went to my childhood... I went to my pediatrician until I was 25. Because you can go to your pediatrician... Is it 25 or 21? I think it's 21. Either way, in your 20s. I went to my pediatrician until I was in my 20s. Until he told me I wasn't allowed to go anymore. He birthed me. When he was in medical school, he was doing his rounds. And he birthed me. And then my... I think your father birthed You're right, you're right, you're right. He was there watching, doing nothing, just like I said doctors do. (laughs) (laughs) Just there to be there, that's what he did. But he was there when I was born and then just continued to be my pediatrician for the rest of my life.
1: Until you were 25 and you had to go to the other doctor that you loved. Yeah, an
0: adult doctor. And then I refused. I went and I doctor hopped because I was in college and I realized I hated doctors and and then... Someone was like, um, we only have a nurse practitioner and people are so rude. When I was in that hospital a month ago, they were like, who's your primary? I go Lacey Thompson. They're like, um, that's not a doctor. And I was like, I know she's a nurse practitioner. And they're like, that's your primary. And I was like, yeah, she's wonderful. I was, I was seriously about to yeah. fight them. Like I was about to, I was in and out of sleep because I was so tired and hadn't eaten, but I stood up and I was like, Yeah. Cause she's incredible and has done more for me than you guys have done in 10 hours.
1: Yeah, I've got to do in the 10 hours. Yeah, I've been I'm like, here. shut
0: up. She's amazing.
1: I was so mad. Yeah. I don't like that because, uh, honestly, I feel like they're ones that have, um, actually put their hands on patients and done more work on patients. But I mean, I'm, I guess I probably shouldn't talk because I didn't go to medical school and I don't really have, I don't know what they go through, but it seems like whatever they go through in medical school totally hardens them and makes them not want to listen to you at all and only like serve, making sure that they don't lose their license. I
0: think it's like the culture of like, oh, you're a doctor, kind of like this praise and pedestal and God complex. And then the culture that nurses are so beneath In the medical field and less than, you know, so of course it's, that's going to be humbling when people are treating and talking like trash compared to someone who's just treated like a God for literally no reason there. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing I don't like is that people are
1: just like putting their entire lives in the hands of the doctors and like not, um, taking any ownership Like, I really don't like the term when people are like, my doctor won't let me do that. I'm like, it's your body. Do whatever you want. Like, you decide what you want and ask the doctor for guidance. Like, not letting him control your life. Or, I mean, them. it doesn't have to be a man. Yeah. But.
0: You know what? I shouldn't have our doctors because I have, like, my um, OB, she's amazing. But, again, she's a woman of color. I seek out. Certain obviously, if you can't tell either a nurse practitioner or a woman of color, because I just cannot deal. And she's fantastic. Like, so COVID first happened and I was pregnant. Like, literally, I got pregnant and then COVID. And I was like, okay, I heard that you can't have anyone in the hospital. And I heard that they're going to take my baby away. And she was like, look, she's, man, these people really, okay, apparently I can't be calmed down unless someone goes, look me in the eye. because she was like look at me a hospital cannot take your baby without your permission they want to take your baby you tell them no they continue to try to do it when you tell them no you call me you hear me and I was like yes I hear you they cannot and I was like okay thank you
1: Because I have heard many stories of the opposite.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, that's because she's amazing. And I like, that's why I see her because I knew she would advocate. Because my experience has been the opposite. So. That makes me sad.
1: Anyway. Anyway. Well, uh, not my personal experience. I was a uh, doula and um, a midwifery student for like a year, and so I've seen a lot of people go through a lot of hurt at the hospital. But
0: yeah. I have had amazing, anyway. amazing labor and delivery, either nurses or doctors. Can I? That's I'm going to tell you this one. At yeah, night. I, I realized that um, my first nurse, the, uh, the way my oldest, she. It was like a perfect match because I had someone who was like, freak push and get over yourself. And then I had the one that babied me because I needed both. I needed Mm -hmm. one to like smack me across the Mm -hmm. face metaphorically and then the other one to like tell me it was, okay, I needed the good cop or the bad cop and they were perfect and they were wonderful. And Cooper, I was like, he was just so weak, not weak. He was just like tired and like in shock that I was having a baby that he didn't hold my leg up with all of his weight. He just like held it up and not like held and pushed if that made sense. And so the other nurse like held and pushed. Mm -hmm. And then in my last one because of the fear of hospitals, I was like, you know what, Cooper, you're getting no responsibility. I get it. (laughs) And so when I went to get my epidural, I was like, I want the nurse to hold me. So because um, (laughs) the last time Cooper didn't like push me back and I was too afraid to move because they said, don't move. So when the um, doctor was putting the epidural on me, when he would push, I would move forward with it. And he was like, you have to resist. And I'm like, you told me not to move. Which one do I do? Because Cooper didn't push me back. So I was like, I want the nurse to do it. So she's doing that. And I'm like crying because he, no, she stabbed me like 10 times and it was extremely painful and she smelled so wonderful. And then it wasn't until after I had the baby that I realized what she was doing because she looks over and she's like, oh, what's that yellow sponge for? Like, she's asking a question. I was like, that's so weird. And the anesthesiologist was like, oh, it's just for a lot of bleeding. But, um, you know, there's not a lot of blood. And I was like, okay, that was that. And then Cooper told me like, yeah, that doctor like stabbed you 10 times and you were bleeding like crazy. And I was like, oh, so that's why she brought up the yellow sponge? Because she didn't want me to freak out. It was, she let go of her own pride and let this doctor think she was stupid to ask about a yellow sponge and to be nice and not have me freak out and be like, why don't you use that yellow sponge to stop this bleeding? Yeah. But I mean, she's amazing. The nurse was. (laughs) That epidural experience does not sound amazing to me. It was not, but I think it was more like the kindness of the nurse that I really overshadowed it for me because she just was like above. and Like I went in to the hospital, my water broke and I knew I wanted the epidural right away because my water broke at midnight and I was so pissed. I was like, I just wanted to sleep before I had to push a baby and have another newborn. I just wanted a full night's of sleep. And I knew I wasn't going to get it. <laughs> and so I walked in. I was like, please, 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 please give me this epidural so I can fall asleep before I have to push. And I could go, I'm not in a lot of pain right now, but please. And she was like, well, they normally like to wait until you've gone in. And they want to make sure you're at a level eight in pain. And I'm like, I'm not a level eight, but I just want to go to sleep. And the nurse goes, okay, I got, let me call the anesthesiologist. Oh, what's her pain at? Oh, she's at a seven okay, we'll give it a little bit more time. She's like, okay. She's like, just wait. She gets me a up. She's like, all right, I'm going to call the anesthesiologist just again. It was only 10 minutes. And she goes, you know, her pain is at a nine. It's really bad. You need to come in right now, right now. Oh my. That's yeah. Like she really advocated for me and like made sure I got this so I could go to sleep and like, just lied. That,
1: yeah. yeah. Not every nurse is as an na- advocate. No, she death. was.
0: Yeah, she was incredible. I think that's why, like, the whole anesthesiologist thing was because she just continued to advocate for me and really be that support and that wonderful person. Yeah. But anyways. Well, it sounds like um, River yeah.
1: is your youngest, right? It sounds like River was, like, just ready to come <laughs> and just, like, let you be... Chill for a little
0: while. She, you know what, did have perfect timing because I called my mom and I was like, I need you to come now. She was supposed to come on a Thursday, I think, and it was like Monday. I'm like, I need you to come now. And it was with COVID, so she couldn't fly because I had a new baby. And so she would have to drive. And I was like, I need you to come now Mm -hmm. because I'm nervous if I go into labor because they won't induce you because of COVID, or else I would have scheduled it and had it all prepared for everyone. So she comes, my mom gets there at 1130 at night, hug, say hello. I go to bed, literally get comfortable finally because I'm pregnant. So I won't stop moving. I get a spot and I close my eyes and I think I just peed myself. And I'm like, I did not just pee myself. I think my water broke and I was so mad because I was like, I just laid down. But it was good timing, because my mom literally just got to the house 30 minutes before, and I had a newborn and a toddler already.
1: Yeah, sure. At least she waited
0: until my mom got there. Perfect.
1: I wonder if River will have as perfect timing for this. Um,
0: No, she's my worst child. But Hmm. the reason is because she's manipulative. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, no. She is.
0: She is cute and she knows she's cute. And so she used that to her advantage. That's yeah, she that. will hug you and kiss you and just wrap you around her finger. And she just got you. And she's got a hold on everyone. It's adorable, actually, because she'll go to anyone and she just loves on them. And I'm like, yeah, she's my naughtiest one. And they're just like, no, she's not. And I'm like, yeah, she is. They're like, no, she's not. Do not say that. And I'm like, see, she got you playing already. That's my whole point. She'll look me dead in the eye <laughs> and dump nice. out food on the floor and then stomp on it. Well, I've seen the
1: videos of you cleaning out uh, the car seats and Rivers is always. The yeah, because nice she dumps on, it right? on
0: herself. She just dumps mm-hmm. all the food all the time. I'm like, why? And then not only does she not dump it, she's gotten to this new thing where I gave her muffins. Because I'm like, yeah, muffins. They don't make that big a mesh mess when she dumps them. It's just like four muffins on the floor, like the mini muffins. No, it's not messy enough for her. Mm-hmm. You know what she does now? She takes them in her fist, crumbles them like this, it throws on the ground.
1: You know how oh. hard it is to sweep
0: up wet, I mean, soft muffins? It's like eggs, it just kind of goes into the broom. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: That's why you need the. Uh, this I have story. it. I, I saw one of your videos recently where you cleaned up stuff probably forever um, uh, with your Bissell Crosswave. And I was like, I just bought one and I was like, yes, Bissell Crosswave gang.
0: <laughs> it's worth every penny. hundred percent.
1: Really? It is. It is. Cause I just bought a house that has zero carpets in it. And I was like, I have to have one. If I'm not going to be able to vacuum the, I mean, vacuum the floor, fine. But like, I want to be able to mop it. Yeah. Cause it's so, so much time. work
0: to sweep and then mop. It's like, Mm -hmm. because in Florida, you have to have tile, at least on the first floor because of flooding and humidity, or else you're just ripping out (laughs) flooring every other year. So like, it has to all be tile. Mm -hmm. And with kids, I have found that it's really hard to sweep certain things like rice or noodles, eggs, muffins. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder how to figured that out. Freaking river. And then she does this thing, man, I hope she doesn't hear this when she's older and thinks that I hate her. I love her. She's just, I she does naughty because Stasia, Anastasia, who's older, you know, we thought she was, you know, she was pulling her hair and we're like, Anastasia, like, why are you pulling River's hair? Until one day I caught River pushing and pulling Anastasia's hair and then Anastasia would get caught. And so she would do it. So that stage it, would get in trouble. Oh, uh, so rude. rude. And I told it to my sister, Lois. And I was like, can you believe that? And she was like, unfortunately, it's just kind of something that the youngest do.
1: Oh no. I resent that remark. I'm the youngest. I was always a golden. Little I angel. believe that. I did nothing but just
0: cuddle. That's because you're a good soul.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's true because there's parts I don't remember, but my, I bet my sisters would say the same thing. My dad always says that, um, whenever I would be asleep, um, I would always have to have a piece of my body on whoever was in the bed with me. And, um, then if they got out of the bed or whatever, I would just like wake up screaming and like crying because they were leaving me. That actually is I
0: think different. that's why we got along so well because I am also a snuggler and a clinger and I just needed constant affection and touch.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's how I, I remember that because we would just like put on movies and just like stay in snuggle. the room for yeah. like, all week and just snuggle and watch movies. That is like my literal like best idea of a, of a great weekend is just snuggling and watching movies or snuggling and Playing a game or something. Same. Snuggling is like, my favorite thing too. in the whole
0: world. And I made the mistake of marrying someone who's like active and outdoorsy. It's a freaking nightmare. He like likes to wake <laughs> up early and do things. I'm like, oh my gosh, sleep in and oh, leave me no. alone. <laughs> well,
1: um, my husband used to be like that too until um we switched roles. Like for the last, for the first part of our first major part of our relationship, he was like the one who made the money and I had the part-time job and took care of the house Um, until now uh, when we just recently moved, we moved in March and um, I now have the job and he stays at home and takes care of the house. And now he's the one that's sleeping. He used to be the one that would wake up early and now he's the one that's sleeping in and I'm waking up early. (laughs) And it's weird because I'm not a morning person. I am a night person 100%, but I have a 9 to
0: 5, so now I have to
1: wake up and be a person in the morning. I loved
0: our late night snuggles, and movies. It the was, best. No one else could hang.
1: You know what? All the time that I wished was still a thing. Do you remember the pizzas from Domino's that, like, they were pizzas on the outside with the crust, but then there was yes. pasta in the middle? And they don't make those anymore, and I'm so upset about it. Like, Probably once a month, I get upset that those don't uh,
0: exist. So, th- where we went to school in Hawaii, there was literally nowhere to eat except for Domino's at night. Yeah, Domino's and talk. So we would get Domino's because they would deliver. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't like, human- <laughs> yeah, want to like leave
1: human. Yeah, just to like what exactly? Not <laughs> That's what we did. And that's what we still do.
0: That's what I was doing until I got on this call. Oh, I miss it so much. Cooper be like, what's your dream vacation, Mike? Just laying in bed. I'm like, I just want to lay in bed. And now... Can we get bed at the nice view? Oh, yeah, be then great. I don't ever have to get up.
1: <clears throat> my house right now, it has like three giant windows next to my bed. And there's like an apple tree, like right out one of my windows so I just like lay in my bed and look at the apple tree and it's like
0: that's so nice. amazing <gasps> can I come over yeah, and we can have I... a sleepover and your husband can sleep on the couch and I can sleep in your bed yes yeah for sure well or even better we could like pull the bed into the
1: living room that's the other thing that I like to do I pull I pull the guest bed into the living room and just watch tv I all love that
0: Yeah, uh, No, you're a a grown-up. You're a cool grown-up that does all the fun things. That's what happens when you don't have kids. You can do whatever (sighs) you want. There's no rules. You can eat the best. Literally the best. I love the different perspectives that we can give, and hopefully people can relate to us, and hopefully they don't think that we're just, like, crazy, creepy, clingy people.
1: Um, they probably will think that, and I think it's okay. Yeah, that that's the
0: truth. truth. I'm not really an active person. I'm i I'm a slug. <laughs> um, do you what kind of trash what was that? Do you watch what kind of tracks um, do you watch? All of them, basically. You <laughs> blind because I do yes hard. yes yes I was staying up until like four in the morning watching it. Not gonna lie, the other day I should have slept, but I was like. Mm, Nah. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I could sleep and be well rested to deal with my monster children, or I can stay up and have a little me time. Because yeah, self care. <laughs>
1: um, I just watched like the first fifteen minutes of the first episode of the latest season. And I was like, how did Amber and Barnett's baby already become a contestant on this show? with that one guy who was like um he's got like a beard and he's um he's white and he just like goes around asking everybody like the same questions and he's like I'm here to like I think maybe he told somebody he wanted to have 10 babies I think it was Cole or something he, brown yeah hair and probably Cole. young yeah he's like Amber and Barnett yeah. Amber and Barnett's like baby already grew up and got on
0: the show. You, oh, I can't wait for you to, okay. You need to start watching all the episodes. I'm about to hang up this call right now so you can watch and we'll talk about it next week. Don't text me about it because we have to talk yes. about it. So that way it's fresh and it's, and it's real and it's live okay. because I love it when I listen to a podcast and I'm like, I waited till the podcast and it's just, you know, it's there. It's there. Hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm also in a love is blind group chat with like 15 random people that I don't even know. I love that. So they were all going off with it and I was like, I've got to catch up. I've got to go home from work and not be at work right
0: now. I'm going to tell this one story and then I'm going to hang up because you have to, um, you would be so proud of me. Okay. I obviously clearly, am a homebody and don't really like to make friends not that I don't li- I don't like putting in the effort I like people to make friends with me because I'm scared anyways that's how I became friends with my friend Carly. She came up to me at school and sat down and talked to me and I was like, why is she talking to me? And then we became really close and I was on my way at Disney and I was walking to the parking lot into Disney and I was by myself and this woman was like, I like your boots and I said thank you they're from. Dolce Vida, I think. And then we started talking and it was just like so flowy. And I looked at her and I was like, do you want to be friends? And she's like, yes. She's like, I'm on Bumble BFF. And everyone is just, you know, it's a one-time thing. I go, okay, not to scare you though. I was on Peanut, which is like the same thing, but for moms. And they were, every single caption was like, yeah, let's hang out with you and my husband. And I was like, uh, I don't want to hang out with your husband. I barely want to hang out with mine. Like, I don't want a one-night stand. I want, I'm a stage five clinger. I want a best friend. I I told her, I was like, so I wanted something very serious. And I'm someone who will double, triple, quadruple text you back to back and send you gifts and be like, why aren't you texting me back? But then I also disappear because I get overwhelmed with anxiety. But I'm just all over the place. And that's the kind of friend that I am. I go, are you into that? And she's like, me too. And I'm like, Yes they
1: got her December. number yeah, it's so hard because i just moved to a completely different state like six months ago and so i am in that boat right now where i'm like i don't know anybody
0: just anyway, talk to someone so, that's my advice that's why just yeah. go up to them
1: yeah that's well um i did there was one uh lady who she came to i work for um parks and rank and so we have a building that we rent out and she came in to rent the building and she was like, you're like really cool. And I just moved here too. Can I give you my business card? And I was like, yeah, sure. So then I went and followed her on Instagram. So I think we may, I think I might've made a friend. message her and ask, we'll ask her see. to hang out and watch love is blind. <laughs> well, okay. So here's, here's, here's what I did. I, um, messaged her cause she, I went to a concert last weekend cause one of my friends flew in from Utah and, um, I, uh, we went to this concert. I Basically, I bullied her into coming. So here's what happened. is I saw on Instagram for Pecos and The Rooftops, which is a band that we both love. And um, my friend was getting divorced, and it was her divorce anthem was um, one of their songs. So I said, we are... And Well, okay, so let me give you some reference for it's this okay. friend. Sorry, I'm going off. I'm not watching <laughs> Love is Blind right now like you want me to. <laughs> um, but here we go. Keep going. Um, so my friend uh she got divorced or she told me she wanted to leave this guy on a thursday and i had her moved out by saturday because i was like so done and we had um th- her boyfriend or her husband was like a total like all the bad words and um so uh we played that song on repeat the whole time we were moving her out of her house like only song on a loop the whole time And so when I saw the Instagram ad, I, like, sent it to her. And I was like, I'm buying us tickets, so you better buy a plane ticket. (laughs) So I bought us tickets to the concert. Anyway, so I posted, uh, like, a picture at this concert. And um, the lady that I was trying to make friends with that came in to rent the event venue, um, she messaged me and she said, oh, that's cool. That looks like a good seat at a concert. And I was like, yeah, it's at JJ's. It was a really cool place. Like, I was trying to, like... Be like, oh yeah, that that place is really cool. We should maybe go there sometime. But I was like trying to be cool, but not creepy. Anyway, it's hard. Just don't. Just be,
0: cool be full blown creepy. Just put it all out there. Cause that's what I did. I just put it all out there, and I'm like, listen, I'm tired of these games. I felt like I was dating again. I was like, listen, I'm looking for something very serious. You're either giving it to me, or you're not. Cause I got to move along. Cause I'm tired of these one night stands.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, love is
0: blind. For. Um, yes like- yes
1: this is, that, is that basically what this podcast is at the same time <laughs> exactly uh.
0: people are just to us and want to be our friends right i think we just think, think that we're fun. that awesome and everyone wants to be our friends but i'm not sure <laughs> either way I i'm we'll loving this conversation it's just like uh, breath of fresh air i feel like i can breathe again i love you yeah me too. I miss you. I love you too. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we thought of this
1: and we have an excuse to talk to each other for
0: me an hour or too. whatever we're going to do. I'm so happy. Thank you for doing this with me. Watch love is blind. And then we'll talk about it next week. Okay. Sounds great. <laughs> on, I'm good. Gonna... Yay. Okay.